hello, this is Rudy Holland, and thank you again for tuning in to another podcast of Moments of Inspiration. And my, I'm looking forward to sharing with you again today. Now, if you have your Bibles, I want you to get your Bibles and turn with us to the book of Philippians in chapter number four. As I have said in nearly every podcast that we've made from the book of Philippians, we are traveling through this book and and uh, trying to grasp what the Holy Spirit gave to the Apostle Paul to pen as to how we could have uh, a, a continuous joy in our life. Now, I remind you, joy is not happiness. Happiness is determined by circumstances and situations of life. Joy is an inner peace and contentment. As we've gone through the book, we've talked about some of the things that sometimes Satan uses to be the thief of our joys, things like circumstances and the way people treat us and too much emphasis on things and when we don't have those things, we, we lose our joy. And then we come to chapter four and we sort of find a summation of all those things wrapped up in the last chapter. But when we come to verse 10 through the end of the chapter, there are what I like to call nuggets of truth nuggets of blessing that will enhance and help and encourage us in our Christian experience to maintain our Christian joy, the peace and contentment of knowing Jesus Christ as our Savior. Last week we talked about, the Apostle Paul talked about one of the things that that God used to help maintain his joy was the personal financial assistance that he received from the Church of Philippi as well as others. And we talked about how that that's, that's part of our responsibility is to be sure that those who minister the gospel can live and, uh, uh, and be able to carry out their God-given calling. You, you know, Paul had to make tents for a while, so bivocationalism is certainly uh, worthy of respect and honor. But it should be that the church and God's people, the Christians, should see that those who would give their lives to serve the Lord, that their necessities, to use the word of the King James, are taken care of. That we, again, to use another word from the book of Philippians, we should communicate that share, give, that they might be able to give of their lives and their selves for the preaching of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Now, Paul had had times in his life when he was abundantly cared for. He had other times when he struggled. And he had to, as I said, seek other means of caring for himself and taking care of himself. And, and, and even one time, on one occasion, was making tents. So when we, when we take all of that in consideration, how did that affect the Apostle Paul and his inner peace and his contentment. How did it affect his joy? Well, let's look at the chapter number four. Well, let's see what he says in verse 11 and 12. He said, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Now, let me just stop there. Paul said, I, 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 I'm not talking about that I'm, I'm, I'm begging, I'm pleading, I'm not wanting. 
I'm not, and that's not what motivates me to say what I'm, I'm saying. He, he said, because I've learned how to, to live with, with an abundance, and I've learned to live with, without. And he said, I've learned in whatever the situation I find myself, that I would have to be content. Now remember, we said joy was living with inner peace and contentment. Contentment. You know, sometimes we 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 lose our joy because we we will not embrace the situations, the circumstances of life as where they are, and just be content. You know, I um, I know a little bit about that. God has blessed me in my life time and time again and over and over again with abundance, nice homes, nice money in the bank. Uh, and then there have been times in my life when I was living in rented apartments and, and really at the mercy of, of some godly people to provide a place to live, barely enough money to make ends meet, and wondering where the next dime's gonna come from. There's been a couple of times in my life when I've been there. And I, I'd like to tell you that in all of those times that I was, I learned to be content. But the truth is, it was a learning curve for me. I had to learn to, to wait on the Lord. Can I give you one illustration? There was a time in my life because of the illness of our son, I was in between ministries, that I, uh, it was Christmas. My dear wife, now in heaven, so much wanting to see her family, and rightfully so. And we, we had two children that were, were um, in need of being able to, to have Christmas gifts and all the rest. And to be very blunt, I didn't have two nickels to rub together. Uh, we had paid our bills and we had absolutely nothing left. And she said, what are we gonna do? And I said, all I know to do is just pray. I said, but if we, all we have is each other, that'll be enough. The truth is I was dying on the inside. But I remember asking the Lord, Lord, if you could just meet our needs. And, and that, during those days, I had a post office box and, a, and, a, and a, a local post office. And I went to the post office, and there was a letter there from New York State. Well, I was in Virginia at the time. I said, who in the world? So I opened the letter and read the letter. And the letter said, you probably do not remember me. As a young girl, as a teenager, I had a lot of problems in my life. I wound up coming to your church riding a bus, a church bus. I'll never forget how you cared for me, how you counseled me and helped me during some times in my life. And she went on and talked about that. And very honestly, to this day, I cannot tell you that I remember her. I do not. She said, as I grew up, though, I, I met a, a Christian, a young Christian man. He's a he's a He's a Messianic Jew. He's a converted Jew, is what she said. And he's done quite well in life, and we now live in New York, and he has a good job. I was telling him about your influence in my life, and my mother had told me that you 
had left the church and were traveling. And I just felt that you might need some financial assistance during this time of the year. It isn't much, but maybe it'll help you get through the Christmas holidays. Enclosed with a check for $1,000. I've learned, whatever state I'm in, to be content because God is in control. You see, God knows your need today. I'm not saying he's going to meet it with a check in the mail. You may have to go get a job or a second job or a third job. I don't know. But I can tell you this. Don't ever let the circumstances of your life determine the level of your contentment and inner peace. God is in control. The second thing I, I, I will have you to know, Paul says the very things that I've just been saying in verse number 12. He said, I, 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 I know both how to be abased, that's to live low, and how to abound, that's to live high. Everywhere in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. He said, now, I, I've been in both those circumstances, but he's writing just simply saying to them, but I've learned how to live with contentment of heart and peace of mind. You know, it's a wonderful day when we can embrace what was the life verse of Dr. Lee Robertson, Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God for them that are called according to his purpose. Dr. Robertson embraced that verse to be his life verse when his little baby, a little baby girl named Joy, died. May I say to you that we don't always understand why we are where we are. We don't always understand the circumstances that we we find ourselves in. But we can always live with peace of mind, contentment of heart, knowing that whatever those situations in our lives are, God's got a plan already in place. And that's just a piece of the puzzle. I've had to learn that in my lifetime and time again. But if you learn that, then when the bumps come, when the tragedies come, when the difficulties arise, you can say, well, I've learned how to live when I was being blessed and abounding, when now I'm learning how to live when I don't, I'm not so blessed seemingly with physical things, and maybe I'm going through some hardships and some tragedies, but I've learned how to be content. In whatever state, situation, I find myself. You know, if there was no heaven to gain nor hell to shun, and there is a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun, I'd still want to be a Christian. Because no matter what happens in my life, no matter the circumstances that I have to face, 
no matter how steep the climb on the mountains of adversity may be, God is there and God has a plan. And it hasn't taken God by surprise, whatever or wherever I am. Therefore, I can say, as Paul said in this fourth chapter, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice because I am learning. I'm not telling you I've learned. I am learning. In whatever state, whatever circumstance, situation I find myself, therewith to be content. That's a great hurdle in our Christian experience. Did you know that? if we can ever come to that place. Let me address one more issue about that as we bring to a close our podcast of the day. We are ever learning that. It isn't something that we just experienced one time and we've embraced it and we say, well, thank God we got that. That's not the case. When we found out our son had a brain tumor, I thought, I, I don't know how I'm to deal with this. He had been such a brilliant little boy, played chef when he was five years old. He'd been such a delight, loved Jesus from the time he was old enough to understand who Jesus was, and, and now all of a sudden he's, he has a brain tumor. And later was left mentally and physically challenged as a result of it. And I said, well, I... I I was content when I was abounding with him as in, in the fullness of health and mental capacity and all the rest, but now he's physically impaired. He's mentally challenged. He suffers from seizures every day that he lives. Where do I find the contentment and peace? And I sought it. And every time I sought it, I found it. Every time I cried out for it, I received it. Because God wants us to have fullness of joy. I remember the day that he died, 2014, uh, 2004, I'm sorry. And I remember thinking, my boy's gone. Oh, he wasn't whole as such, but he was loved and cherished. And again, I had to seek that peace, that contentment. I remember not too many years ago now when my precious wife of 54 years stepped out of this life and into the presence of her lovely Lord. And I thought, what am I going to do now? And again, I had to seek the contentment, the peace. I had to learn how to be content when I'm abased, when I'm brought low, for I was surely low. May I share with you that this is not a one-time experience. This is an ongoing lifestyle. In the moments of blessing, praise the Lord. Live in contentment and peace. In the times of being destitute and brought low, go to him. Seek his contentment. Ask for his peace. 
that your joy may be full. I believe that no matter what the circumstances of life are, no matter what the situations you may be facing, that our God is a God of peace. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. That's why Paul could say, I've learned to be content. Now, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm abounding, I'm, I'm content. But when I'm abased, I'm, I'm content. Whatever state I'm in, I'm not going to lose my joy. Now, I may lose my happiness. Tears may flow. My heart may break. But in the hidden chambers of my soul, there's a contentment. There's a peace which passes all understanding. I can say with the Apostle Paul that I can rejoice in the Lord. And always I say to you, I can rejoice for I have learned in whatsoever state I'm in therewith to be content. I hope these thoughts will help you today to face life wherever you are. I don't know where you are. I don't know your circumstances and the situations you face. I just walked through a church chapel and saw a young lady in her 20s lying in a casket and a weeping mother and a broken-hearted grandmother and grandfather and friends and other family. Surely they're living in a place of, of loneliness. Their life now, they would say, well, they are being abased. If I could have spoken to them, and I did briefly, but if I could have spoken to them words, I would say, you know, in the midst of all of this, in the greatness of your loss, learn to be content. Not satisfied. No, 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 I didn't mean that. Content. Content meaning... I'm just going to rely on that inner peace, that contentment that comes with the whisper of the blessed Holy Spirit that my God is in control and that all things are working together for good, even though I don't understand them and I can't put it all together right now. As long as I love God and I want to live for his purpose. May God bless you today and may the Lord fill your life with contentment, regardless of your state of life. God bless you. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in today. Until next time, this is Rudy Holland saying, God bless you and goodbye.